Today, I sit down with Matt and Claudia Wiss from Emailitize, and we're going to be talking a lot about goal setting, um, building with your significant other, building a business, and entrepreneurship with your significant other, as well as how to manage those relationships with your significant other when it comes to business decisions or personal decisions. It's a bit different on today's podcast, but I know it's necessary for growth for the next year. With that being said, I'm Nikita from aspectagency.com, and let's get into the podcast. Matt, Claudia, pleasure to have you guys on. I know Matt and I chatted about a couple months ago, but I wanted you guys to be on the podcast and learn more about you guys. So how are you guys doing on this fine Friday afternoon? Doing great. Thanks for having us. You know, enjoying still Southern California. We live in Palm Springs area, so the winters here are different. We have we can literally walk like this outside and enjoy the mountains covered with snow. So it's beautiful to be outside right now. Although it is pretty cold right now in California. For so us. we are freezing. <laughs> yeah, we're I'm up in Nashville and we're getting in the 30s and 40s. It's not as bad as Chicago where it's like negatives. We we have we we freezing like when it drops below 60. So get used yeah. to it. You get used but at to night, it goes to like close to 40, sometimes 38, 37, but most of the days are 60 still. So it's, it's a beautiful place to be in during the winter time for sure. Absolutely. I got to head out there sometime. Um, before we started recording, I know we were talking about goal setting and I didn't want to spoil anything beforehand. So I know both you and I, or both all of us in the, in the call, are um, reworking our systems, You know, improving, taking away what we learned over the year. Um, and basically setting ourselves up for the next year. And I know you wanted to chat a bit about goal setting. So what did you have? Yeah, we're the black shirt gang, looks like. <laughs> so, yeah. So, yeah, I wanted to talk about goal setting because that's actually something we have prepped for today. You probably heard about the EOS system of kind of like business goal prepping. And I wanted to ask you because there's two ways of goal setting that I've seen since I started my entrepreneurial journey. First is you set up big, hairy, audacious goals, you know, for yourself, whether it's say, you know, you want your business to do million dollars in revenue or in profit, whatever. And there's um, also something I've discovered from a champion's mind. It's a, a really interesting book that goes into like athletes, pro athletes like Michael Phelps and how they do set up goals and stuff. So they have like three tiers of, of goals, bronze, gold, uh, silver, and gold. So if, if you hit up, set up a bronze gold or third place gold, you still are satisfied because it's enough growth for you. But you know, if you're a very motivated person, you might shoot for silver or you might shoot for gold. If you hit gold, obviously jackpot and you've done really, really well, but you don't get this courage if you reach just bronze gold. So that's why I wanted to ask you how you approach you know, goal setting, especially that's December last last two weeks before next year starts. So I wanted to ask you about that too. Yeah, definitely. I've always been on. So I've done it differently over the last couple of years, but I think I'm going to stick to this going forward. So over the last couple of years, it used to be like, I'm going to shoot for 50k months or 100k months and never reach that goal, get closer for sure. But it never really happens within the time frame that I set it. Um, and it could be a mix of just actions not being the right actions not being taken. So that's my fault. But over the last couple of months, I tried doing the like set up a, a smaller goal that's more achievable and see how that works. So that has helped a lot more, like move the needle further in the agency, like have a bare minimum goal. So if that reaches, then you can increase the goal and then slowly tiptoe your way 
to like the big hairy goal that you talked about next year. Um, I'm planning on doing goal setting next week. So next year, what I'm planning on doing is having that big kind of like the bronze silver medal, but only having the bronze or the, or the gold having a, a floor goal. So like the floor, like, okay, I did it. I'm happy with it. Or the ceiling goal, which is like, it's a fuck. Yeah. You know, we're celebrating, you know, maybe buying something new to like celebrate that goal, but having like a range instead of like, if I hit this, it's a yes or no. That's how I'm approaching it. I like that. Yes. Keep things simple. I've, yeah. I finished reading a very interesting book came perfect timing for, for me reading that uh, called willpower. And mm. it turns out that our brains have a very absolutely limited capacity when it comes to willpower and our brains don't differentiate you setting up using your willpower because you know your partner makes you angry and you're tired whatever or you know something very business related you're growing an agency you have you know clients that have we had just finished black friday so you have to really be focused your brain doesn't differentiate something that is super important can actually you know make a big difference in like growth of your business or something super simple. So willpower, especially for New Year's resolutions or planning goal setting, keep things simple. I feel like we need to have like one, uh, you can have, you know, tiers still, but like focus on one area, one, one goal, use that willpower just for that one, keep the things in, keep that one goal always in front of you. And I think that's going to, that's going to be, be pretty helpful. And also, you know, set up things that you can act. You, it's only up to you if you hit that goal or not. So that's something cool I've been discovering lately. Mm-hmm. So, you know, yeah, we also started doing uh, like a monthly goal mm. for before where like on the right side, we um, place out all of our all of our goals. And on the left side, uh, we write a note what would have happened that we couldn't achieve it. So it is also like a good um yeah. It helps us on track with our overall goal. Hold you accountable. Because if you if you know in advance, let's say you set up a goal for January as well, and you write now, right now in December, next week you're traveling, you write why you failed. Yeah. Mm. You know yourself. You will know why you failed. So don't, you just kind of like work in reverse. I know, I'll, you know, so set up things that you can actually, you know, achieve. But yeah, that's pretty much when it comes to goal setting. Keep things simple. I'd yeah. say it's a mix of that. Um, I like the why you failed your last couple goals, or if you had like a big goal that didn't work out as you wanted to, that's a part of the reflection. But another one is like, what are you willing to sacrifice for those other goals, like the future goals that you have? And I think having those aligned, it makes you really think like, okay, I want to grow my agency to this. Okay, I have to work 12 hours a day. You know, that's not a sacrifice I'd be willing to make. So it's like, okay, what is the goal? Like, I want to make this much with the agency, but I only work four hours a day. Cause then that helps you with decision-making to get to that point. It's like, okay, this is the rubric. It's like, like, this is the rubric for the goal. Okay. Every decision goes through that rubric. It's like, okay, if I take on this new project, how much am I going to be working? Or is the money really worth the effort that it will take me to get the, to that goal? So just to cap that, the goal setting here, I think that's also another good addition to have. hundred percent. I agree. When it comes down to the goal setting, I know you guys are striving to become one of the biggest email agencies out there, um, while also having the freedom and the lifestyle behind it. I guess my question here would be like, what made you guys get into digital marketing, email, how you guys partnered up? I know you guys are a husband and wife team. So how does that even work? Well, you put a lot of questions into that. Yeah, we could talk about it for hours. (laughs) 
So let's start with perhaps how did you get into the how did we case? get into that? Yes, the goal is to be the most reliable and dependable email marketing agency, and we chose one service because it's a lot when it comes to e-commerce that you can do and. And we started actually offering all kinds of services. Yes. So we would do social media management, uh, Facebook ads. Email was actually like one of our, we never actually did anything with email. However, it was in our service. And then we just focused on one thing. Um, yeah. So the, the story behind this is when I was quitting my nine to five, we got married 2019 and we asked ourselves a very challenging question like what are we going to do with our lives this was the perfect moment where we had absolutely nothing to our names we started from zero i grew i helped my brother grow his solar business from almost zero to seven figures i learned everything just by doing so i was installing solar on the roofs then door door knocking learning about the technology you know trying to to do everything i can and i, I got into managing like 50 projects at a time. So I was like, I either go into solar, maybe lead gen and marketing or whatever, or, and I potentially become a competition to my brother, or I just do something completely different. And the completely different thing was e-commerce. I was always fascinated how the transactions online are made. And I just wanted to learn about it. And fun story is that when I was doing solar installing on the roofs at 120 degrees Fahrenheit, one of my colleagues was actually pretty good at building Shopify stores. Hmm. And he he invited us, Scott and I, we drove to Arizona, Scottsdale for an yeah. event. Got the name of Casey? it, but no. Casey something. These guys are like huge. You, you remember the egg that got like 45 million likes? Yeah. These guys, that, that was their event in Scottsdale. Oh. Yeah, so there was a lot of e-commerce you know, guys there. Um, I mean... Uh, agencies, e-commerce, big guys there. And I was like, oh, everything was so new to me. But they were talking about this, you know, laptop lifestyle. Like, oh, I'm working from my laptop wherever I can. I'm building I have my service or I have my store. I have my Shopify store, whatever. Uh, there was one guy that worked with Ty Lopez um, as as his uh, whatever assistant or, or something like that when Ty Lopez was doing this social media marketing agency thing. So there was always this e-commerce and Something got me there, so I, I I wanted to jump into that industry. And uh, you know, like Claudia said in the beginning, we're doing literally everything. Like you know, you have three hundred dollar a month client, and you do everything for them: run ads, manage social media. Heck, we were even doing creatives for them, like yeah. a big volume of creatives for the three hundred dollars. Claudia, you know, is a very creative person, so she loved Canva and all the designing tools. I'm more like analytical I, I prefer copy to me something you know I, I'm not a big design guy so we we're like okay what can we do that we as partners can benefit you know can can be a benefit to our client because we can combine those both worlds creative and more analytical stuff and um, the the 2021 brought a lot of like mental challenges to us we had very unfortunate events in our lives so I lost my dad, Claudia lost her dad like four months later, totally unexpected. Uh, we didn't see um, my dad since our like our wedding. It was all crazy, you know, time when we had to fly to Europe and we had to focus on just one thing to somehow figure out how to pay the bills. You know what? I think we should try email marketing or 
get into email marketing because that's exactly what you need. You need the creative brain and you need the analytical brain. Somehow from heaven, I started networking on Twitter and one guy heard what happened and he was like, you know what? I have a client that needs email marketing. I will introduce you to him, see if you can help him out. And, you know, we didn't have a lot of background back then, but um, this client was in a CBD industry. Mm. And our first brand during the time when we, when I quit my job, we had our, our first brand. It was a CBD product, like CBD tinctures. They calm you down and we developed everything from scratch. So I had a, you know, we had an extensive knowledge on CBD or cannabidiol, how it works and everything. So I closed this client within like five minutes on a call. He was so excited. He was really needing email marketing for his, for his brand, right? And the story was we were in Europe from like 11 p.m. to like 4 or 5 a.m. We're building out flows. I was writing copy. Claudia was designing it. Then I was putting it all together on Klaviyo. We are building. We didn't know what we're doing, but we invested a lot of all of all, all, all that we made into like coaching, like programs. Um, you know, with Chase Diamond and all everyone else we could find and get our hands on, Clavy Academy, YouTube Academy, mm -hmm. everywhere, just to how how do you make a successful Clavy account or whatever, uh, you know, came to our hands. And we've been doing that since since uh, since then. Uh, we had our, our first team member um, around, you know, first couple of months of doing that. She's still with us. Um, some of our clients came on board in Q4 this, last year, so they're still with us. And yeah, that's kind of like the story behind how we got into email marketing or e-commerce in general. That's a very extensive story. Um, I definitely remember my fair share of 300, 500, 600 a month clients. I'm glad I'm out of it. You know, it's, it's great. <laughs> One of those but times they wanted to uh, get me on a payroll so I could create like all their uh, creatives for the ads. No way. No, <laughs> no, that's, that's not the way to do it. Um, and it's funny how I've had multiple of those clients come back, like after a year or two, they're like, wow, you're doing really good. Like everything's improving. The agency looks good. They're like, how much are you charged now? And I'm like five times or seven times more than you paid me. So <laughs> you can't afford me. But that seems like a very long and arduous journey. I had something similar. Uh, I'm not going to get into the weeds of it, but it's um, it's great to hear that you guys were able to not experience it, but like go through like hardship and come out at the other side better uh, than you were before. And that's always like, I guess, a testament of your willpower, like we talked about earlier, of being able to go through that and you know make success of your own. The one thing that I am really curious about is how do you guys manage the work relationship together? Because when I met my girlfriend, I, the first thing we talked about, I think it was like first date or second date is like, we're not, I'm not hiring you. It's like, you're not going to be working for me. It's just going to make things a little bit more complicated. And now, you know, like almost a year in, we're now, now a business together making rugs. So how do you guys manage that work relationship, personal relationship balance? Yeah, so um, we actually were talking about it that we should make like a YouTube series about it because uh, it takes a while, you know, we're we're in business together, what, like two, three years. Um, I had my own business, local business before Matthew was doing solar. So we weren't seeing each other like all day and we would just meet like f to eat lunch together. And then I go to my second job and he goes back doing something else. Um, so our relationship was very important from, for us, uh, since the beginning. 
and we sacrificed a lot to be together. Um, that also kind of helped us because our goal was to, you know, be able to work together, build a business together and, you know, not work for someone else. So, you know, we also come from uh, families where our dads were in business. They were, they had their own business. So it was just obvious for us to, to make the same. Um, but it is, it is a lot of work. And I remember I was reading Elena Cardone's book and she talks about it a lot because they also, you know, work together. And she said, I think it took them, them like seven years to get on the same page and be able to work with each other. Cause you know, you have the, the business problems. Then sometimes you get the relationship problems. It blends in together and it doesn't get you anywhere. So having that in mind that, okay, if an example, we had a fight, but we are uh, at a business meeting with our team, we can't show it to them that, hey, something's something's up here. Um, so we do have to put on those masks and faces. Uh, but then also it is important to just talk about it, have your like, okay, and we share the same uh, office. So we're literally together 24 hours, we, we work out at the same time. We do everything together. So it also helps because we do like each other uh, <laughs> besides being a husband wife. Um, so that does help. Um, but yeah, just having that time out, I, I'm like, okay, I need to go for a walk or something. Then when we get back, let's talk about it. But I know that we are still not there yet where we would like to be, but it is way better than it was like when we started. Cause, yeah. cause we would get mad at each other, not talk for two days. And like our business was stagnant. So when when uh, I love working out and I re remember when I was almost forcing Claudia to work out with me like almost every day because that's yeah, I work out pretty much every day, you know, and uh, she gets when, when the, the workout got challenging, you know, she was out of breath. She was so angry. <laughs> I get hangry a lot. So angry, yeah. angry, like, why am I doing this? And she, we get always into an argument at the gym. But all of this leads me to say, do you believe, do you, have you heard about the four pillars, like four pillars of good life? I think you told me about this last time we talked, but I don't remember the four pillars. So, so. health, wealth, love, and happiness. I don't see there's like any particular order, um, yeah. but those four pillars, you need to have a balance between them all. And we talk about willpower. So to answer your question short, if you want to succeed in the relationship game, all of your willpower needs to go to that area for as long as it needs to be. Might take a year, two years, two years, four years. But now I realize that it was really challenging for me to focus solely on the business growth. We have the same goals. We love the same things. We are into exo exotic cars. We're, we used to drive on every Sunday to Beverly Hills two hours just to see all the Rolls Royces and Ferraris. And just we, we, we always, whenever there's like a G-Wagon, um till this day like to this day we like, like hey look there's a g-wagon i do the same <laughs> thing man yeah so we have the same goal same vision but the willpower needed to be like there's moments every day you get something you know is stressing you out and then that you know whatever your partner does you get angry about it because your day is not going the way you plan it or whatever it's out of our control sometimes emotions feelings so that's why it was so important. I just realized that that like over the last three years, all of my emotions, my willpower, my brain power went to like, I want to have a relationship that I am very happy in. I am having fun. 
I am, you know, I, I feel loved, I'm giving love. And that was kind of like the first thing, the most important thing. So I would sacrifice like the business growth to make sure that my relationship is good. So if something wasn't right, I wanted to talk about it, even if it takes 40 hours to talk. Like I, I want to talk it out. And I'm not a person that talks. So that was really hard. So that yeah. that was a lot. Yeah, that was thing. So I feel like we just focused on that one pillar, relationship, love, or love, right? Um, but getting to know your partner does also help. Because uh, before, let's say, you know, Matthew was pushing me at the gym. I hated it. But then when he saw that at a certain point, okay, whatever I'm doing, whatever I'm putting my energy, she's not going to do it. I'm just going to let go. And letting go at the right moment is very, very helpful. Um, so knowing that those boundaries, what's the limit of your partner um, does, does help. And if you, if you, if you learn it, then it just, it's yeah. going to be better. And we have one rule. We live in a place where there's a lot of old people, old wealthy people. I mean, um, you know, 70 and plus that, that are still very active. They play golf here and they retired and they have all the millions here and they just enjoy their life. Every time we see a couple like that, usually yeah. in a Rolls Royce, <laughs> we we walk up to them and we ask them for like advice. Mm. And we had so many people that are, were married for like 50 years, 60 years, 40 I think the, years. The, remember that cute old couple, we were door, knock, door knocking for one of the businesses and they were like 70 years married, to get married. Yeah, 70 wow years. and they took us inside and yeah we were asking and they were still like talking and that was that they was were crazy. still holding their hands yes i wow. cried when i see an older couple you know walking like barely walking it gets me emotional yeah so that is it and uh you know we're we always are curious about what makes other relationships successful and you know my background is um my parents' relationship kind of sucked that, you know, they got divorced when I was, I don't know, 12 or 11, whatever. Same. And I suffered a lot. I, I hated it. You know, I was a family guy. And all of a sudden I had to decide, you know, who I spent time with. And I didn't talk to my mom for years. Uh, she, so she left the United States. I was still in Europe with my dad. So it took me a long time, like probably one fourth of my life to kind of like digest it and be at the point where like, like, I forgive you y'all. Like I want to live in peace. I just, you know, let me, let me be me. I don't want to choose sides. I love you both. But I also realized that I told myself when I was like 10 or nine, whatever, that I will never allow it to happen that I'll have such a relationship that my kids will suffer and see it all you know, all the fights and all that. So that was kind of like also how not to live a relationship. And um, yeah, I tried to kind of like, reverse engineer that again like what makes a relationship successful but yeah it's uh it's definitely a long conversation we could have about that probably with your girlfriend one day yeah we should, yeah. yeah we'd definitely love to introduce her um at one point a lot of what you said claudia we have a lot of those similarities where like sometimes i push her and i'm like you're just not doing enough and then she's like i'm doing everything and then i'm like okay i'm gonna go ahead and back off this is not a good this is not healthy for me to just because i'm very like just keep going, keep going, keep going, keep going. Like no matter like doing whatever it takes, even though it might be like the most bullshit task, like I'm very, I'm a finisher. So I try to do as much as I can to finish it. And I always think, why aren't people thinking like me? Like, why isn't this being done? So then that causes a huge disconnect. And then I got to like run that back. And it's like, no, 
she operates differently. I got to, you know, uh, accustom my approach to what's better for her and what's going to push her. And then in the end, everyone's happy and the thing still gets done. And there's tons of different cases like that where it's like, maybe I should have done this differently. But like you said, communication is the big thing. And for me, it's like we have like a rule set up where we don't go to sleep um, angry at each other. So we we try to keep that like state of that rule. Like if someone's upset at someone else, like we want to, we need to talk about it. And if we have to stay up till 2 a.m. and ruin our sleep schedule, we'll do it because it is what's right. And, you know, I don't want to carry this on to tomorrow and have a, a thing that I'm mad about the next day. It's definitely a great rule to have, you know, and the, the challenges uh, that we had, some of them were like service delivery. You know, we are, when I, um, that's why we don't, that's why we stopped doing Like we, I never hired her on because they didn't want to deal with that. That is challenging. You have your expectations, you know, you, you, you obviously have, um, you want to over deliver. You want to make sure that clients are happy. And like, for me, like was micromanaging. Yeah. I was doing the service delivery, delivery in the beginning. Um, and once we wanted to kind of like split, hand over the service delivery to Claudia so I can focus on like growing the business, you know, sales, et cetera, growing the, 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 the agency. Now we call it Freedom Enterprise. That's what's going to pay for a lifestyle and everything or what is already doing it. So that was kind of like the biggest challenge. Like when I saw like Slack channel with a message that was an answer within 20 minutes from a client. He was like, why didn't you answer it yet? They're waiting there. What they're going to think about us that we're not good, blah, blah, blah. And he was yeah. freaking out. I'm like, dude. That was that was a big challenge. Like, let go. Like, all right, it's all right. You know, she she has, she 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 got it. She's got it. You know, we can, like, clients no, are happy. Clients are staying with us. Like, I mean, calm your ass down. Yeah, that was big. <laughs> I used to screenshot it and send it on Slack, send it in a private message, send it into the group of the team, send it in her, like, text message to make sure she sees it. Even though, you know, we work together, I was like, yeah. make sure you answer that. And that was kind of like the letting go was the biggest part. Like, you know, hey, we, ref we reflect still every week, every month. We reflect on the business and, and everything. But, um, you know, you have to kind of like let the other person shine. And uh, whatever, if, if it's going to take a long time or, you know, whatever, you the only way to learn is if you make a few mistakes here and there, you learn from them and mm -hmm. you, you just grow out of it. You know, like I yep. remember for Cloud, it was challenging, like getting on the call with clients, you know, and kind of like discussed, she was kind of like, what, what are you going to ask? What if I don't know the answer? I was freaked out. I remember one time we were on a call with one of our past clients uh, that we fired because we didn't like working with each other. And there was one point where I was talking and like my mouth went dry. I couldn't even say a word. My heart was like this. I had a punch like thing in my throat that I, I couldn't like, I couldn't say anything. And then I remember you like jumped in and started talking because I, oh my God, I was so stressed. Yeah, we we, we had a few stressful moments for sure. It's and it's not that like, you know, we did something because in my head, we're like expectations that, okay, we did this, but maybe what if they wanted something else? Maybe they wanted something more. Uh, at the end, it never was like something bad really, but like mm. my head went, and it took me a while to get to that point where after taking the service delivery on my shoulders, I'm doing a good job. Like I'm good. I don't have to <laughs> yeah. be impressed. Like, uh, we're people, you know, um, we're doing great. They're getting their service for what they pay. So like everything's fine.
yeah but it takes a while to like you know you know the coolest thing i found on twitter recently and i implemented it right away or we implemented it right away is have a let's call it relationship mastermind dinner mm. and every month i set it up on recurring tasks we meet in a neutral location pick a favorite restaurant somewhere where it's not too crowded or too loud um, we have here beautiful um, community where we can, we by the pool where we have like a fireplace. We turn on the fireplace. Uh, we take the dog with us, you know, uh, grab something to drink. We sit down and for hours we talk about three things: personal goals, feedback, reflection. For me, you know, if it's a business related or or a fitness related, like my goal is to, you know, do handstands. Uh, maybe splits, maybe get below 10% body fat uh, for no squats, yeah, or whatever else that is. Cloud yeah. is personal goals. Um, we talk about that and there's like no breaks. We ask difficult questions, easy questions. We try to be provocative. Like why, what if you don't hit that goal? What if you don't reach it? Or why do you want to reach mm. it? Very, like very deep reflections on everything. Then we talk about business Um so that's kind of like everything related to business. Like, do you think service delivery is on point? She can ask me, like, do you think we're growing fast enough? Or do you think we're having enough meetings with potential prospects? Do you think we can rest assured that next month business is going to float you know, or, or thrive? And we ask these questions. And the last thing is relationship. So what did you didn't like about me in the last three, four weeks? What did you like? You know, what makes you smile? What made, what made you happy? Uh, and vice versa. Like, do I make you angry often? Do I, um, you know, am I rude at one point? Or anything that really really give you the feedback. And we come with the mindset that nothing that we say or ask will be like taking like too personal that you will like lock yourself in and you will not say anything. You will keep it to yourself. So kind of like a confession. <laughs> A business owner, partner, and you know, a, an entrepreneur or someone who has who wants to you know continue to grow and, and learn more. That's been a really good change. I was or, writing it down as you were talking about it. I don't know if you noticed, but I was like, I got to do this now. So yeah. that's a really good way to honestly self-reflect with the person that you love the most and see like what do they want to do with their lives? What do you want to do with your life? And how do you how can you guys both help each other as well as achieve those goals together? And I think that's a really good sort of ending note to the podcast. It wasn't strategic or tactical, but I think a lot of people are going to take away from like, how do I run a business with my partner or significant other, whatever, in a successful way and have that good relationship together. So with that said, where can people find you? And I know we're in the same niche. So how can uh, how can people work with you if they want to? Yeah, so there is, um, you can find us pretty much everywhere right now. We are on Twitter. We are on Thoughtius on LinkedIn. We are on TikTok, Instagram, and uh, YouTube as well. We start putting a lot of content. That's our focus for next year. Email marketing related or e-commerce related, but also like growth mindset, relationships, all kinds of kind of like behind the scenes of growing, running a business together. Uh, yeah. So email ties, email ties is the agency name. If you Google us, you will find a lot of platforms where you can engage. Twitter is my favorite. I believe I still have my first, my Polish first name, which is Mateusz. It means Matthew in English. So uh, you can find Claudia with a K. 
Claudio Wiz, W-I-S, is definitely, once when you find Claudio, you'll find me as well. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, I'm happy to, you know, connect with anyone. It doesn't matter if it's, um, you know, just potential potential partner for email marketing. So I know you do the same service, but even to like have a chat like this where we can always learn from each other. And honestly, I've been looking into stats. There is thing like almost 4 million Shopify stores and like 2 point something million WooCommerce stores. Yeah. And honestly, I don't I don't need a million clients to be honest. So <laughs> two million clients then. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. So I think there's enough work for all for us all. And um yeah, happy to see you grow and um continue this relationship. Likewise. Well, it was a pleasure having you guys, and uh, I'll see you guys on the next podcast then. Thanks for having us. Thanks for having us. Thanks again for joining us on the Scaling E-Commerce Podcast. If you enjoyed it or learned something new, remember to like, subscribe and leave a review. It really helps out with the algorithm. If you want email marketing tip delivered straight to your inbox on a weekly basis from yours truly, then check out the link below or in the show notes to subscribe and join my newsletter. If you're a D2C brand with at least 10,000 email subscribers and interested in starting a conversation to work together, then go to aspectagency.com and we'd love to chat with you. And if you want to stay up to date with anything email and SMS, just follow me on Twitter at Nikita Vakrushev or check the show notes for the link. With that said, I'm Nikita and I'll see you in the next one.